You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Uh, Still healthy, still alive. Where do we want to start today? I want to talk about what's going on in Minnesota. I want to talk about what's happening with the media. They got a big round of job cuts coming, which I can't say I'm surprised. I want to talk a little bit about the campaign, Joe Biden and his campaign, what the Democrats and uh, and the tech companies are actually cooking up right now. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some jobless numbers. The main thing I wanted to cover was the truth and lies of the media. Where would you like to start? Do you want to start with Minneapolis? Do, do we want to go right into there? Because that's that's the top of everything right now. So do you want to start there? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd right. be a good place to start. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about this morning and essentially, okay, George Floyd, right? Well, he was arrested because he tried to pay at a store with, what'd you say? It was like a, tw- a counterfeit $20 bill. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. 20, counterfeit 20. All right. Okay. I've, I've seen counterfeit money before, right? I've worked counterfeit currency cases. Some counterfeit money out there is really good. I mean, it is really good. So it's hard sometimes if you don't know what you're looking for to make the distinction that it's counterfeit. You don't know. This is why the clerks have those little marker pens. Some places around the world, they have the uh, the black light readers. So like over here, they have black light readers or they have the actual bill authenticator that they slip the thing in and it reads the bill and then kicks it back out. Higher bills like that. Yeah. So the most commonly counterfeit bill out there, though, is a $20 bill. It's not 100. It's not a 50. It's 20. Why? Because they're easier to pass. So it's it's not something that you're going to run into with, say, like a higher uh, a higher bill. Sometimes they don't hit the 20s with the markers. They'll hit the 50s and 100s with them. And you know the, the point of that marker is, is if they hit it, it's a clear mark. If it's a real bill, if it's not a real bill, it'll come out of a black mark. So, OK, fine. But if the guy tried to pass a fake 20 and he didn't know it, well, OK, uh, you know, it's not necessarily his fault, but, uh, you know, because those, those things are in circulation all the time. But the more important thing here is, is this is the reason the car stop was initiated, right? Yes. Okay. It, it, the thing is, is he wasn't even it wasn't even the fact that they knew it was him. It was that he was a suspect in this. So that's how I've, I've heard it presented is he was just a suspect in this case. So whether or not it was him, I don't have the answer to that right now. But nonetheless, it was over a $20 bill. Wow. Okay. Well, that just makes it even worse. So, okay. I, I can't get over this mayor. This mayor's playing race politics. It drives me up a wall. Um, all right. The whole thing is it's super frustrating. The way it, it, it's not just the politicians, it's the, the media and the people are falling right into it, unfortunately. They are. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't particularly care with the way that this is being handled or lack thereof. When I say lack thereof, this is a riot that's happening in the city. Now, I said this morning, I'm on board with the fact that this is a bad outcome. This is a situation that never should have gotten to the point that it is. You know, that that officer took actions that no police officer should take. And God only knows why he did it. But we're going to all that's going to come out right in the in the court case. All that's going to come out. So we're going to hear about all that. But the thing is, is that right now in this politically charged environment that they're creating, anything can happen. But you've got auto zones being torched. You've got targets being looted. You've got, uh, what was it, like a pawn shop got smashed out. You got ATMs being busted open. You've got hotels being torched. I think that was I think that was a hotel, wasn't it? The whole building that came down. It's possible. I know one of them was a Wendy's. The The pawn shop was an attempted break in and the owner shot someone. So uh, mm-hmm. in, in defense. So, OK, well, the fact is, is, I mean, this is not a protest anymore. Now this is a riot. OK, so I can understand a protest. Right. I, I made my stance on protest this morning clear. That makes perfect sense as to why you want to protest. I get it. Right. So you want to do that. You want to hold the the vigil and and, you know, have people stand up there and give speeches. I'm all for it. Right. I mean, hell, I'd even go out there and join it so long as it's peaceful. But this this is not a protest. This is a riot. And who is Mm -hmm. out there asking for supplies to be brought down to this, quote, protest? The DSA, the Democratic Socialist of America, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. So. Now they're out there in the midst of all this. And of course, it's turned into what you see on television. So the National Guard, I think, is being brought in. Yes. 
I believe so. Yes, well, okay. they should be. Yeah, they should be. Absolutely, they should be because this is ridiculous. Okay, so the Minneapolis Third Police Precinct, that building's been vandalized. The Target's been looted downtown. AutoZone's been torched. You say a Wendy's got smashed out, or did they burn that one to the ground too? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was one of the ones that got burned down. Yeah. Okay, they burned down a Wendy's. They burned down a um, uh, a wine and and liquor store. And burned out a Cadillac pawn and jewelry shop. And they smashed out ATMs, I was reading this morning, too. So, look, you know, like I said, this is a tragic situation. But there's no call for any of this. There's no call for this this rioting and this looting. That's not going to solve anything. You're out there smashing up legitimate businesses. You're you're smashing up a a, a pawn shop. You're smashing up a Wendy's. You're smashing up an auto parts store. You're smashing up a liquor store. You're smashing out, uh, uh, you know, you're looting a Target. You're, you're burning down other buildings and, and you're, you're wreaking havoc on the community. You're putting other other people's lives in, at risk here. Of what purpose is that? I understand that it's a bad situation. I get it. I, I get that this is a, you know, this is something that the media is going to capitalize on. But going out there and tearing up the city is not going to make a difference. That's not going to fix anything. That's going to exacerbate the problem. And clearly, we know which side the media is taking. They're uh, they're in support of this. And the police are sitting there doing nothing, which, I, uh, granted, I mean, what do you want them to do? There's an angry mob out there. So I understand. But you've got to bring in the National Guard. And it's it's fine. At least it's being done. So they're going to have to do something because this can't go on. And now this is going on in Los Angeles, too, at least not quite to this extent. But it is happening out there. They got protests in the streets of downtown L.A. Uh, happened last night. So one guy was taken to the hospital after he fell from a police cruiser. What were you doing on the damn thing? You know, why, yeah. why were you why were you on top of a police car? You idiot. My point is, is that there is a right way to bring attention to this stuff and justice is going to be served. It's going to be served. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This right here. Where's the justice for these businesses? What, what about that? Right. That's not a protest. That's a that's a riot. That's looting. OK, that, that's a criminal act. You talk about a felony. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what else to say to it. I mean, that poor woman that right, we saw the video that there's this poor woman who's in a wheelchair outside of I think it was the Target store. Yes. She was outside of a uh, uh, she was outside of the Target store there. She's in a wheelchair and they just go up to her. And these these thugs, the, these degenerates just go up to her and they start blowing. Uh, they discharge a fire extinguisher in her face. The poor lady. She's in a yeah. wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair. Yeah. What's she going to do? Yeah. So- and there was there was video of uh, before that altercation happened. There was some people trying to tip her wheelchair over. And then the excuse for firing the fire extinguisher on her, discharging it on uh, the fire extinguisher, was she was trying to stab people. That that was their argument. She was trying to stab people to defend herself from them tipping over her wheelchair. I, I, I just don't even know what to say to this. You're it's, not winning orders gonna- to your cause. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I certainly wouldn't get on board with that. I mean, this has got to be stopped. What, okay, so if you want to protest this and do it peacefully, you know, uh, like we were saying, that is the way to win people to your cause. You know, present a argument that can appeal to their intellect, to their emotion, and you know, people can be persuaded to your cause. Going out and rioting and smashing up stores and burning down stores and and acting like a degenerate is not going to get people on your side. That's going to get people to turn on you. You're not going to get justice in that scenario. You're good because you're you're part of the problem now. So it's not it's not solving anything. This is only making it worse. And uh, a slightly different topic and kind of a joke. What does it really matter that we have counterfeit money now if the government is is testing monetary theory and we're just printing money? So what's it matter if we have counterfeit money anyway? Because they, they well, I think it's all print. It's all counterfeit money out of there. <laughs> it's, it's all counterfeit anyway. It's it's funny money. It's monopoly money. That's that's where we're headed. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see your point. But nonetheless, man. I mean, this is just th- this is out of control. This is absolutely. This is, is. this is far is. out of control. So. Uh, I'm trying to see here in the article where it says they're bringing in the National Guard, but man, oh man, have you seen some of these pictures? I have, yeah. I this seen is some just, of the this is crazy. Too. Yeah, this is crazy. It does say uh, further down. Actually, it's towards the top right of the. It says a source told KSTP that the city is requested from uh, support from the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I see here that state troopers are called in. Minneapolis mayor, or yeah, Minneapolis mayor asked for National Guard help as the city braces for third night of violence after a looter is killed in the George Floyd protest. See, it's okay. A looter is killed in a protest. You see this? I, I love this. Mm-hmm. A, a looter is killed in a protest. Okay, Th- there is a difference between a protest and looting. Okay, this is not one and the same. 
So no. a, a looter's killed in a, in a protest and stores are torched and ransacked. That's not a protest. Mm-hmm. What it should say is looter is killed in the George Floyd riots uh, as mm-hmm. stores are torched and ransacked. OK, so, I mean, that's what it's turned into. It is a tragic event that is not in question here. OK, I, I'm on the side of the people that would peacefully protest this because you have a right to protest that there's a reason for it. There's a just cause for that, because this the, the I, I've seen the video. It's terrible. There's no excuse for it. But there's a difference here. We have to point out the difference. This is not a protest. This is a riot. And it's been taken over by radical thugs. And and OK, this is what's really funny about all this. OK, a couple of these stores, you had these um, what they call them armed vigilantes. OK, yeah, you yeah. had or what What was the other term they used? Something about rednecks or something. They, they called themselves like armed rednecks or something. Armed like rednecks. OK, here's some yeah. guys. Here, here's some guys that are out there with their ARs slung over their shoulders, standing in front of businesses. OK, now they're not doing anything. They're standing out there. I think I saw them drinking a couple of sodas or something. They're standing out mm-hmm. there protecting these businesses. And the, the business clearly has patrons going in and out. So nobody's scared. I mean, so there's people going in and out of there. The media comes around and says, oh, look at these vigilantes. The vigilantes are the ones that are in the stores burning them down. Those are the vigilantes, yeah. not the ones that are standing there protecting the businesses from being burned down. That's yeah. the difference here. This is the, the, I, you I talk want, talk about fake news, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I want to point out there too that uh, the media. The, okay, so the pictures that they show there, the narrative they're trying to push is that based on the pictures and, and the little video clip they show, is it's like the the quote unquote white nationalists, you know, or, or you know, kind of like the the white supremacists that are. Uh-huh. The rednecks, you know, you know, the story that they try to do about the, uh-huh. the rednecks and whatnot. They're just white supremacists uh-huh. is all they are. And that that's kind of the the narrative. They're kind of it feels like they're trying to push with this. But, you know, it, it's totally destroyed when you watch the video. If you actually go and watch the video, because right behind the two guys that, that are being pushed as these vigilantes, they got two black guys standing there with them with their ARs. Like, I see that it, I this see is that. not a, you know, white redneck. This is. Americans standing out for other Americans business and and keeping them safe. So, yeah, the hypocrisy of all this is just it's unbelievable to me. But I can't say I'm surprised. I I cannot say I'm surprised with any of this because, I mean, look at how they spin this. Look at look at what they've done. Right. When did this happen? What was it? 48 hours ago, this happened 48 hours ago. Okay, you see what's happened in 48 hours. This Mm -hmm. this has happened in 48 hours. The virus narrative is falling apart. They know that they've lost so much credibility. So now that that's falling apart, they have to shift focus. Okay, they're going to go from one extreme to the next to the next to the next. Okay, so now they're back to race war. Right. They've gone from they've gone from race war to to race politics to, to whatever and then to virus and then now back to this again. So it's one extreme to the next. Russiagate, race politics. Or excuse me. <laughs> Let me start again. Porn star didn't mm-hmm. work. Kavanaugh hearings, Gorsuch hearings, impeachment, race politics didn't work. Virus back to race politics. It's extreme to extreme to extreme to extreme. It's always sensationalism. That's what they're doing. Okay, this is precisely what they're selling people. And the amount of people that believe this, it's 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 unfathomable to me. The people that can believe this nonsense, believe this garbage, and can't sit down and pick this apart. It's so obvious to anybody that's paying attention. What I find fascinating about all this, how are these people organizing? I don't know, actually. I can I can give you. <laughs> I can give you a good guess. Well, I mean, I'll they can't you. use Facebook and Twitter because they'll I guarantee you they're using. No. How? Why would they get banned? Facebook and Twitter have already said that uh, they're going to they're going to ban groups that do this kind of stuff. Really? OK. OK. All right. I stand corrected. All right. If that's the case, then I will yield to that. If they're going to be like that, unless unless they're advertising, if the DSA is out there advertising that they're organizing for a protest and then it turns into this oh, no. when they get when no, they get no, there. The, the DSA is not going to get banned. No. Oh, no. I thought you meant the I, I thought you meant like the, the vigilantes. You know, oh, the, no, the no, 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 no. I'm talking. Yeah, they're no, the ones I'm that talking get banned. No. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about the the I'm talking about the rioters, the ones that are out there burning oh. Target down. Oh, no, that no, that's fine. They're 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 of the yeah. right uh, political party. Yeah. It's all good. OK. Yeah, I thought so. They're, they're, they're so. Yeah. All right. So where where's tech on on shutting those down? You got people showing up on a on the Capitol steps in a state to demand the state be reopened so people can go back to work and have some damn dignity about themselves. But they get banned. Their groups get shut down. Mm-hmm. And then these people go out there and they burn businesses to the ground. They riot. They loot. They put people's lives in danger. 
And that's okay. That's okay for tech. If they're going to, if they're going to stay consistent, it's not going to be okay. But, uh, yeah, we, we know where that's going to go. Uh huh. All right. Uh, I got a text from GP. All I heard from GP on the phone was detour. I guess there's some COVID closures or something on the highways out there in, in uh, California. So he had to take like his detour that was way out of the way, but he just sent me a text. He says it'll be along in like 20 minutes or something. So he might jump in on um, the, uh, tail end of the, the broadcast. So one more point on this, uh, we were talking about the, how, so the media is race baiting and, and just using, you know, the, the race politics and all that identity yes. politics. So you went back all, uh, to just kind of the the late beginning. I'm going to I'm going to say late beginning, because as far back as I remember really kind of watching the news uh, passively, which honestly, I didn't pay attention to the news very much until 9-11. And that's when I started watching it. And I didn't really become active until, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And I remember back then. The media talking about how Americans are racist and we're going to attack Muslim people because of 9-11. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the wherewithal, the, the, the intelligence to identify the difference between a, a jihadist and a, uh, you know, a Muslim. Uh, or is, you know. So even back then, they were trying to divide us. And then what happened in the next presidency? We had nothing but, you know, the, the slavery thing and reparations and how whites are so, you know, um, beating down the blacks and we're, you know, white supremacists or, or white privilege and, and the political speech. And I don't know. It's just gendered language, gendered language. I mean, all this stuff, they've been trying to divide us for so long. And I, I don't know that people really pay attention to that or remember all that. This has been going on for 20 years now that I'm aware of, that I know of. And it's, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. And I think, I think people are getting tired of it too. And I mean, we know they're getting tired of it because look how many people are watching the news media, you know? I mean, their ratings are terrible. Yeah. They're in the toilet. So it's, it takes, you have to understand something. It takes about it takes about 20 to 25 years, roughly. I'm, t- I'm talking historically here. It takes about 20 to 25 years to morally break a nation. OK, so this is precisely what they're doing. OK, now it's if you want to use race politics, right, you could accelerate that process. So the idea here is to pit one group against the other, divide and conquer. That's their overall stratagem in all this. So they know they, they know that great nations only fall from within. If you were to throw an outside force onto the United States militarily, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work. There, there's no way that that wouldn't happen. But if you can manipulate both sides or, or two or three sides in an asymmetric form, from the inside of a nation and turn everyone against each other, the whole system will fall in upon itself. So that all depends on a lot of things. This is a multi-tiered process and, and procedure that they use in order to take over countries. And there's a long way we can go with this. But you know, in the interest of time, essentially what they'll do, it's a multi-pronged attack. So they'll they'll do certain things. They'll take over a certain area of education, a certain area of media, a certain area of religion, a certain area of civil rights, a certain area of the legal system, a certain area of politics, right? They'll, they'll do all these things and they'll work in conjuncture. But a lot of times, even if there's not a way in for them, then they'll create something. They'll, they'll create a way in. Example, if you want to take over a country, if you want to start taking over a country, what's the first thing you would do? If you want to manipulate a country from the inside out, if you want to start that, what would be the first thing you would do? You'd want to grab a hold of some type of a way to reach the masses. Okay, that would be your first step. That's what these people do. Guys like George Soros. George Soros wants to take over a country. He doesn't go in there and do it himself. He he doesn't do that. He's too smart for that. He's not going to do that. So what does he do? He'll set up a foundation in a country, right? A a charitable tax exempt foundation in a country. And then he'll have that foundation set up as a like a, um, you know, a, a charity organization will set up some type of a media outlet, right? To champion the ideas of that particular foundation, whatever it might be. And in this case, if you're George Soros, what do you do? You buy a radio station. You just go in and buy one out, right? It's that simple. He can do that, right? The guy's got cash laying around like, you know, it's nobody's business, but that's what you'll do. That'll be your way in. Okay. That's your first step. So you start that and then you start promoting your message through that particular medium, and then you can work your way into other things. You say, okay, well, hey, you know, we're just a small media outlet, but we're looking to do this. You know, we have a nice message here. We want to work with the local education system. And then you start there. And then you say, well, we're involved in media. We're involved with education. We're looking to um, to get into to foster some of these things, to carry our message, to to help the community, to better the community. And so 
you hire lobbyists, you get into politics, right? You, then you get into other things. You get into religion, right? You get into um, uh, to entertainment, academia. academia, all of it. So that's what they do. And once they're in the, you see, you, you make little tiny changes, right? It's a big machine, but you don't notice it because you're just making a little change here, a little change there, a little change down here, a little change over there. And it doesn't quite make any sense. The dots aren't connected until you turn the machine on. When you turn the machine on, that's when the agenda really gets poured on. So this is where we've been seeing the slow progression and the build up to this divide and conquer strategy. And they're using race politics, right? They're, they're using race politics. They're using religion. They're using gendered language, this identity stuff, wh whatever it might be, right? All of these divisive measures. OK, this is a long time coming. But it, like I said, it takes about a generation or two usually to get this through. So it's a long term strategy, right? It's 20 to 30 years minimum for him to do this. And until people understand that process, and I, and I just broke it down simply, okay, there's a long, complex way to, to lay that out. But like I said, in the interest of time, we don't have it. But I'd be happy to go through it one of these days. But this is precisely what you're going to do if you're going to take over a country. That's what these people do, okay? I've spent time looking at, at these tactics that these people use. This is precisely what someone like Soros or you know all, all these other organizations use. These are the mediums that they use. And more to the point, organizations like the CCP, OK, the Chinese Communist Party. This is what they do. This is the same type of tactic. Do you know that the Chinese Communist Party owns the largest terrestrial radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada? Did you know that? Yeah. Why would they I do that? Not. Yeah. Why would they do that? Because they want to take on the agenda and they want to get in there, just like I mentioned. Now, that's not the first thing that they've done. They've wormed their way into all these other things. But now they're into all this. And we know what side the media is on when it comes to, to the Chinese Communist Party. So the fact is, is that these things are happening. And you say, well, how are they so well entrenched? I just laid it out for you. You know, they, they get into these things like this and they do it under the guise of being charitable. You want to understand how to take down these organizations. It's just like any organized crime group. Same concept. Organized crime groups of this type. OK, that's that's precisely what they are. These are not the criminal gangster mob types that I'm talking about. You know, not, you're probably thinking like Tony, Tony Soprano or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But they structure their organizations the same way. You would have, for example, the mob, right? If you watch The Sopranos, then you know what I'm talking about, right? Good depiction of it. They put themselves out there, but they structure them, their criminal activity behind legitimate businesses. Same thing with these people, right? They structure their criminal activity behind legitimate businesses and tax-exempt foundations. Why do you think all the big elites in the world have their own foundations? The Clinton Foundation, the Carnegie Endowment, the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Soros Fund Management, Open Society. They launder their wealth through the foundations. They branch off out through that to get into other areas of society to create this divide and conquer strategy. This is their plan. This is what they do. So that's that's what I had on that. But that's I, I'm, I'm going on here. I'm rambling. You got any thoughts on that? You got anything you want to say on that before we jump to the media? Because I want to stick with the media here. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I I thought all those organizations they created were uh, you know to help people. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> now, if you if you really want to go after these people, honestly, if you really want to go after these people, then you can't just go at them, right? If you want to go after somebody like Bill Gates, if you want to go after somebody like George Soros, then you can't just go at them, right? They're too smart for that. You you can't, you're never going to get them if you go just at them like that. What you have to do is you have to take out their support structure around them. Once you do that, right, you have to take out everything that insulates them, just like any organized crime group. You get that structure around them gone, they'll fall like a domino, right? They're, they're easy to get, but you've got to take out the supporting structure around them. But if you if you just go straight at them, you're going to lose, right? That's all there is to it. Anyway, all right, let's keep with the media. What's up with the media? There um, something about bad ratings and layoffs or something? Yeah, there was some layoffs. Just a few. You know, the CNN ratings are terrible. The CBS Viacom rate. CBS Viacom, man, I'm telling you, that's I, I want to get into the list of networks that CBS Viacom actually runs. So let's start with CBS Viacom. OK, what how, how many people are they laying off? CBS Viacom? CBS laid off 75, uh, uh -huh. some of which were part of the 60 Minutes, their flagship show. OK, all right. 
Well, that's not good. But that, like I said, their ratings have been terrible. Listen to this, okay? These are all the divisions, right? So CBS Viacom, right? Viacom CBS, okay? That's the parent company. The amount of networks that this company operates, all the divisions of this company, all right? I want you to listen to this, okay? This is what they operate, all right? They operate, and this is in more than one country, by the way. They operate Channel 5, which is obviously not in the US, right? They operate BET, Colors TV, Comedy Central, MTV, Network 10 Australia, Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., Nick Tunes, Teen Nick, they've got all your kids, Nick Music, Paramount Channel, Paramount Network, Spike, Telefe, VH1, Game One, J1, uh, Paramount Comedy, Super, CBS International, Viva, TMF, CBS in, and uh, CBS International with AMC. Do we think that we're getting a lot of information from one company? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it looks like Viacom CBS, there was 300 to 400 employees laid off. Okay. Or, or they will be affected by the cuts, mm-hmm. as they say. Mm-hmm. So they may not have been laid off. They may be lost hours or something. Well, you have organizations like Netflix on the rise. So I can see them taking the fight. I mean, Netflix, are they're content creators now. Same thing with uh, Amazon. And uh, what's the other one? Hulu? Is that another one? Do they create their own content? I believe so, yeah. Um, okay, so they do. Well, Apple, Apple. Did you mention Apple? Oh yeah, they create their own content. Yeah, they, as a matter of fact, they've got a new movie coming up with uh, with DiCaprio and uh, De Niro. The thing is, is now that these companies are coming up with this stuff, these networks like this, I mean, they're going to be old news. They're going to be cut down to bare bones. That's how I'm seeing it anyway, because everyone's moving to streaming, right? Yeah. Well, not only that, but how many of you have actually sat down to watch, like, for example, the news? Uh, I, I haven't touched it. The only time I, I ever watch the news watch is if I'm like at a restaurant or an airport or something like that. I, I, I don't watch it otherwise. Well, I can't stand to watch more than a few minutes of it anyway. So I can't say that I'm surprised. I, I'm not really I'm not that heartbroken about it because it's just this is time moving on. Right. I mean, it's just this is that that particular form of entertainment. It's just it's losing its losing its glitz and glam, I think, is the right words. Well, yeah, but I mean, it honestly, it's a it's you no longer have to be one of these big celebrities or whatever to have your own voice now. Like as you were talking about with the streaming and whatnot, even just the average person, look at us, we're, you know, doing podcasting and whatnot. Like the average person has a voice now. So they don't, they no longer need to go and like, uh, for example, if you had a dream of being in Hollywood or something, you can get a pretty good career on your own and, you know, doing a YouTube or or live streaming or something like that. Yeah, Twitch. Like you can you can do that. You don't need to kiss up to someone to get into the media and you know all the all the typical things you have to do there. Things have changed. Times have changed. You know, it's the normal evolution of economies. Uh, you know, it, that this was going to happen eventually. So mm-hmm. I feel bad in one sense because these people uh, they lost their jobs, right? Some of these people are probably just average people that may or may not share the same opinions of, of the company, right? And they're affected by this. And I I hate that, uh, you know, average people probably lost their job. But I mean, times are changing, you know, that, that this is just the way it is. And not to be outdone, this is another avenue of the uh, of the media that's taken a hit too. papers like print. That, that's been taking a big hit for a long time. That's been on the on the way out for probably two decades now, or at least a better part of a decade better part of it. I don't want to go back maybe 20 years. I want to say at least better part of a decade because you started to see about 10 years ago, right? That was around the first, well, you had the first couple of generations of iPads, right? I mean, that was, that was when we started to see them. And so they got cheaper as time went on. And obviously people with the tablets and their, you know, the phones have gotten from, they went from small to big. So everything moved to apps, digital readers, the print titles. I mean, who buys a paper anymore? When was the last time you bought a paper? I bet you it's been for at least for me. The last time I had a paper was uh, let me see. I was on a train and I got a copy of the Financial Times, but that was what, last year sometime, I think. So I mean, I I haven't actually had a paper like a physical newspaper in my hand in over a year, and even so, even before that, I can't remember the time even before that. So News Corp, right? This is a company that runs like Fox News, Sun Papers, right? Rupert Murdoch stuff. They're going to cut hundreds of jobs and they're going to stop the print editions of more than 100 newspapers in many different countries. So uh, they're going to cut places like uh, down in places like Australia. They're going to cut in the US. Uh, I think they're going to cut a little in the UK. I don't know. But uh, some of these titles and some of these I've never heard of, they're going to cut, at least in Australia, they're going to cut Manly Daily, uh, Parmada, uh, Parmada Advertiser, The Inner West Courier, Progress Leader, uh, Rouse Hill Times. Yeah, all, all this is going to be shut down. So, I mean, 
print even is on their way out, right? Let me see. Uh, the Herald's going to be cut. Uh, they're going to cut a thousand jobs on top of that. The Australian, the Daily Telegraph is going to get cut. I think the Telegraph, that's where Boris Johnson writes. At least he used to. I don't know if he does anymore. The Courier Mail is going to get cut. The Herald Sun, the Advertiser. So all this is going to be cut. Hobart Mercury, NT News, uh, Carnest Post, Townville Bulletin, Golden Coast Bulletin. There's so many here to list. But there's, a, man, that's a lot of papers. So uh, yeah, okay. They're, they're going to cut Okay, yeah, I guess they're going to cut. They're going to cut a hundred print titles in total. They're all gone. So the death of newspapers, like this, is the final straw for them. I think this economic downturn is just going to prove to be even uh, even more so to capitalize on that, right? I mean, it's a good time to shift, I guess. Uh, more fake news, yay! <laughs> hey, he made it. GP, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Fantastic. No, we know the uh, the newspapers. I mean, yeah. That's, that makes it easier for them if they do digital media to delete. If they, you know, wrote something false, they could just delete it with a paper. You know, it's hard to hide it. Well, they don't they don't admit fault. They don't do a retraction. They just say, well, you're wrong because you didn't read it right. OK, you are incorrect. They do a retraction. It's under an ad. That's on page in the 15. Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> on the, it, it, it's not even on the bottom. It's like somewhere in the middle hidden. It said, oh, yeah, we were incorrect on those facts and figures. And that's it. When was the last time you read a newspaper, like a physical newspaper? When was the last time you bought one? Well, actually, when was the last time you saw one? Uh, well, my neighborhood, we get a, uh, it's kind of like a free paper, I guess. It's a neighborhood newspaper. Okay. Well, yeah, those are all right. So uh, I've seen those. Yeah, those are all right. They lie. They're fake news. They lie. <laughs> They're fake news. <laughs> the neighborhood newspapers, fake news. Yeah, the neighborhood news. <laughs> I mean, it's a, we're how, looking how at a downturn it, in crime as we all have our video cameras. Just, we're bombing <laughs> our news, neighborhood yeah. watch with videos. They're like, yeah, and do, we are reducing the amount of crime happening in our neighborhood. I'm like, you guys are, who are you marketing to? I guess it's for new people to move in because I'll tell you what, those of us in this this area do not know. Yeah, we know better. So um, tell us a little bit about your uh, your car trip. When I was talking to you on the phone about an hour ago, you said something about a covid detour or a Corona. detour. See, yeah, that's what it felt like. Right. I, I think somebody dropped a tennis shoe in the road. They had to call hazmat. Uh, everybody stopped for 40 minutes to stare at Did, whatever object okay. it was. OK, question. Did the shoe that was dropped, did it have a mask on? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Okay. <laughs> I believe it was called a Jordan. So, yes, there was also fist fights going on over who gets to take care of the shoe. <laughs> I didn't realize you were in Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even want to go. Oh. Yeah, we were we were talking about that. So uh, actually, since I got uh, since you're in here. OK, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to go back to that. But since let's, you're in here, because we already stay away from that. violence. What do we yeah, got? I, I want I wanted to oh, well, I wanted to get your take because apparently that cause with the George Floyd mm-hmm. thing actually ended up causing a protest out in L.A. And they were smashing out cruiser cars and, um, you know, jumping uh-huh. on top of them and all that stuff. Did you see any of that? Yep. No, I didn't see any of it. I, it just I knew where it was going to go. I mean, it, it is. A, it's a terrible situation. That whole mm-hmm. that is a law enforcement officer. I mean, I don't know all the details. But for a, for a seven minute video, I think that's what I got. I don't know what you guys have done. Yeah, yeah that's I think mine was seven. Six of it was the most painful minutes, and I could not even imagine that poor American laying down on the ground. I don't care; it doesn't matter if he's yeah. a criminal. There's a point where the crime, the punishment, they just don't fit. This poor American is sitting here. He started calling for his mom, man. Mm-hmm. When a when yeah. a grown man starts calling for your mother, you got there's something going on. And we lose now we lose another American. And then yet we and then we, of course, expose some of this brutality that's going on in the police force. We've always known it's been there. And it's a response because police officers are attacked viciously, often and murdered and shot at and stabbed and spit on and a whole lot of other things that go along with law enforcement. But there's got to be a way that we could neutralize this anger, this long, this this anger from both sides. Shut the media down. I know down. from one side, all you do is just stop killing people. Shut that the media would help. down. If we could, you know, yeah, but if you don't, okay, this, in this circumstance, it's necessary. The media, what they did with the last one, 
with the uh, the trespasser. Oh gosh! Oh my god! I can't believe I can't I can't remember his name. Who was Aubrey. that kid? Unbelievable! Okay, amount I, of I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Have the media. But in this I was case, being, without the media. Being, yeah. Hold on. I was being sarcastic. Just so we're clear, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. By the way, I don't okay. literally mean okay. shut down the media. I don't mean no. Because <laughs> okay, they, they you have know what? they have the right. But I do want to shut down the media sometimes. I do. Yeah, I I do too. But the thing is, no is commentary, the, it, just video. No commentary. Yeah. Okay. The, the, and I, I agree with you. But the thing about the media is, is they're a problem. They're a problem because mm-hmm. they stir up and they exacerbate the problem rather than take a neutral point. That's the issue mm-hmm. I have with it. It's not the media right. th- themselves that I have a problem with. It's not, it's not the fact that we have media. That's not my problem. My problem is, is that they go out there and they stir up purposely, by the way, uh, the anger and, and the divisiveness. That's what they do. That's their agenda. They don't care at the end of the day about any of this stuff. They don't care. Their agenda is to divide and conquer. That's their agenda. They don't care about justice or anything like that. If they cared about justice, then they would take a neutral standpoint. No, because they because these because people become emotional. The group of people that they're targeting is an emotional lot. Correct. When you're. <laughs> I don't know if you've been in the situation where you don't have much. And when you don't have much, food is number one priority. And after that, logic goes away. It's it's all emotional responses. I'm offended. I'm upset. I'm victimized, whatever it may be. And the, you know what they do? They make more news. You get them riled up. It's like a bunch of bees. You know, you you get somebody stung and then you just go hit the, hit the whole nest and just get them all riled up. And now people are not focused on. And here's another thing. Instead of all of us focusing in as Americans, we should all focus in and say, hey, we have a law enforcement problem. We only know we have a law enforcement problem. Let's figure out what's going on with this department, why there's an issue. Why is this department having an issue? No, now we have to worry about assaults, batteries, vandalism, all kinds of crimes that are going to be committed because of this event. You know, they don't they don't go out and sit there and demand justice at the police department. No, they go down and burn the city. Yes. And do you see do you see, though, my point of this, my, my point of what I'm trying to say here is they're mm-hmm. shifting. The media is. I mean, they're, they're shifting. Mm-hmm. The, the whole virus thing is collapsed in front of them. They're guilty as hell. OK, for doctoring up the numbers and destroying the economy and everything. So mm-hmm. the people that are behind this are the ones that need to be brought to justice because that is a crime. Okay. I, I said it earlier off recording and I'll say it here on recording. If you make a mistake, if, if you're wrong about something, okay, if you're wrong and you make a bad decision, mm-hmm. okay, you make a bad decision, you're wrong. Okay. That's, that's bad enough. Okay. Just that part of it. But if you're making a decision about something and you're wrong about it and you're coming at that from a point of incompetence in the first place, then that's a crime. And that's unforgivable. There's misinformation. You have to understand. So you're going to say that every government on this planet, every single one was in, was colluding together to do the shutdown all the same time. No, No, it's because a few group of influential people, a small group that everyone looked up to and said, okay, they say that this is it. We're all going to follow it. And that's what it's misinformation. If you were told, Johnny, that two plus two is five. Two plus two is five. We just discovered through science now that two plus two is five. And you're like, okay, I guess two plus two is five. Pretty sure it's four. But it's five because all this top new mathematicians, I mean, these guys are MIT. Two plus two is five. You're going to be like two plus two is five because you're following the lead of these these small group of people. I'm not saying they're governments that are doing this. These are some, some poly, you know, I like to say scientists, poly science, political, yeah, scientists. political scientists. <laughs> my point is, but, yes, yeah, but my, people, my but issue they're is. They're the ones that are causing the problem. Yes, exactly. But my my issue is, okay, yes. And and I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. My issue is that that needs to be paid attention to because we're in this position. So they're shifting the media. My point is, is that this is shifting. This is making the news over here. Okay, what's going on in Minneapolis and L.A.? This is on TV over here. Like it's it's bled over that far. Why? Why are they focusing on this? Yes, it's a problem. Okay, this is an obvious, obvious and malicious event. This is I not agree. one where it's like you're going to get more video footage of him, whatever. He is tied and subdued. Yes. We are not I'm talking not about he's got fists going. So this is this is the epitome of what they say is happening all the time. This is the the, you know, the cross that they want to show everyone 
And they can because it's filmed and there's no one is going to sit there and say, yeah, that was an accident. I, I understand what you're saying, right? I'm not disagreeing with you, but you're, you're not hearing me. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is that they're purposely shifting the focus because they have to take the focus of blame off of themselves at the national level, at the international level. Now the media is on board with shifting focus because they can redirect people's animosity towards something else that they control easier. See, they've been this, doing this, this virus, forever. They, of course they have. But see, now they've built that system up just a little bit more. So you weren't in here when I had the segment about divide and conquer when I went on my my rant. Oh, about that. We already know it's divide and conquer, Johnny. Yes, I don't think any any American, any logical American will say that we're not being divided deliberately and maliciously divided. Yes. And I explained exactly how they're doing that as mm-hmm. a result. And so the, well, see, media, people. Huh? Well, yeah, but that's only a part of it. That's that's only a part of it. But the fact is, is that there's a whole deep dive into all that stuff. When you start drilling down into the tactics that that are used to divide and conquer a nation, then I mean, it's an age old process. That's just what they do. But the fact is, is that now this is an agenda shift. How long it's going to last? I don't know. I don't know. But the fact is, is either way, this kind of stuff, th- this kind of stuff. OK, I, I can get on board with the protest. As I said, when we started this, I can get on board with the protest. I understand that's a just cause. I get it. But the mm-hmm. fact is, is you've got the DSA down there, the Democratic Socialists of America. You've got them down there organizing this rioting, looting and burning. Right. That's the problem mm-hmm. is all this is what it's turned into. OK, this is no longer um, a protest. If you're out there and you're burning down businesses, what the hell good's that going to do a community? Well, you're, that's not going to bring awareness to your cause. That's going to turn people in the community against you. So no, well, it it turns the community against you, but it makes just more news, which becomes more profitable for. Them. But the people, for the people, it doesn't profit them. No, it just makes it makes the people that aren't part of that group look down upon them as animals. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump over to Joe Biden. Let's let's end here on uh, on Joe Biden. Actually, let's touch here on. Well, you know what? I don't want to talk about jobless numbers. I mean, jobless numbers are we, we're at forty million. How many let's jobs did we Joe- have before the COVID nineteen? Uh, we were at, what was it like 3% unemployment? 3%. That was no, it. no, no. How you said, so you said 40 min, 40 million jobs have been lost. 40 million claims. How many jobs? 40, 40 okay. million claims. We have 40 million claims. Okay. So I would say, I would say. That doesn't mean job got, lost. No, it doesn't mean job loss. No, that, that doesn't mean job loss. It just means claims. I would say that we, that number is a lot higher than that because those are just being counted of the number of people that are claiming. So that's, oh, of course, that's what I would go Because with. there's but, tons of people here in this country that are. They don't even know how they're going to pay any bills because there's no work mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. They were contractors. You know, these guys that, you know, you're thinking, oh, you know, there's contractors, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? They don't get this unemployment. You know, a guy that does your drywall, your roof, landscaping, guy that maybe does your taxes, lawyers, <laughs> you know, if there's no courts, there's no work. They don't have money. They're losing out. So it's not just a... No, I get it. I, I get it. And, you know, we, we mm-hmm. talked on, on the phone a little bit about that earlier and what steps yeah. should have been taken that weren't taken. And yeah, it's a it's a mess. But I want to get over to the campaign here. I, w- I want to get over to Joe. Tech companies still are still running. Saying, I don't know. I don't know. But now see the, the tech companies and the Democrat Party, they're cooking up something right now. OK, they're experimenting with what they call data wars and partisan news sites. OK, this is this is what's happening with uh, with these companies. And they're saying that they're going to try and work up a solution for boosting Joe in the polls uh, b- before uh, before election time. And so they have to drop him. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they, they can't run this guy. They really can't run this guy. I think the Democrat Party is still pushing for a virtual convention. I think that's what they're going for, because if you look at these riots in Minneapolis, when they replace Joe on the ticket with somebody that the voters don't like, what do you think is going to happen? So the Bernie bros didn't get Bernie. So the, the socialists are out there. The Democrats out there largely, they don't like Joe. So who are they going to run? They're going to have to replace him on the ticket with somebody. Yes. But I just don't know who it's going to be. Quickly. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I think they're going to try and make a push. If they're going to try this, if this doesn't work, then they're going to try. I think that they might try and just postpone the election for a year. <laughs> They'll say, oh, well, we don't have voting in, we don't have mail-in voting in place. And Ooh, um, yeah, that's, so that's that, a positive. Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's they might just push it. They'll say, oh, well, we've got this virus problem. We still got issues in these states and and we just can't do it. So that, that would be my guess. But Bruce, you made a point on some of our earlier podcasts about what tech companies can do to manipulate search results in favor of, of an election. And we saw them screwing mm-hmm. around. 
around 2016 with the uh, the Trump and Hillary election time. And clearly, what was it? They were beta testing that even prior to that. It was terrible. You mean when I searched Trump, I was getting a Hillary video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But see, I remember I remember at the time I was sitting in an airport. I, I can't remember where I was, but I remember in 2012, I was sitting in an airport. And this was back you know, when Obama was running for a second term. And I, I was getting ads on my phone for Obama. And I thought, what, what in the, what, what in the world? Why, why am I getting ads on the phone, on my phone for Obama? And oddly enough, there was a woman. I was at the gate. Uh, there was a woman that was sitting next to me, and she was sitting over there, you know, doing her. Oh yeah, I don't like this. She's flipping through like her Facebook or something. And I said, excuse me, ma'am. And she said, yeah. And I said, are you frustrated about political ads? And she said, yeah. She said, I keep getting ads for Obama, and I don't even follow him. And I said, well, you know, oddly enough, I said I'm getting ads on my phone for him too. And I said, and I don't follow him. And she says, well, uh, wh- well, then why are we getting them? I mean, that was 2012. And so now, I mean, you, you fast forward to the new age. Bruce, what do they do now? So now they're manipulating what's called ephemeral experiences. So these are more or less your search results that are custom tailored to you based on your search history and whatnot. They're manipulating that on a large scale to where, for example, uh, in 2016, if you were to uh, look into Trump, you would only find negative articles about him. And vice versa, if you looked into Hillary, you would only find positive articles. And this is one of the ways they were manipulating things. But basically what the research has shown is that for the middle of the road voters, right, uh, the ones that are not just they haven't decided on Hillary or, or Trump in this scenario, Google specifically in this case was able to manipulate those voters by about an 80 percent margin. So you know, whatever percentage of the voter is that's left that is on the fence, these ephemeral experiences were able to be to manipulate their vote or their opinions by 80% of the time. So this was in the beginning. This was the, 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 the start of things. And we know the bias has gotten even worse with the, the censoring uh, on social media and the, the media, the way their, their bias is and the way they're, you know, being divisive, divisive like we were talking. So yeah, that's kind of where we're headed. It's, it's only going to get worse. This is this is a new trend. Uh, trend deep fakes. We're going to start seeing those uh, cropping up a lot more. Deep fakes can be anything from video to just strictly audio or both. So it, it, this is uh, it's going to be interesting. Do you think we actually have voters that are on the fence though? At this point, do you really think we're in the age of where we have that undecided voter still because of everything that's transpired over the last uh, four years? The independents typically are. Uh, if you're an independent voter, typically you're you're more or less uh, middle of the road, you know, because some independents are socialists, some independents are libertarian. And, you know, they may go with conservatives. They may go with socialists. It, it just depends on, you know, w- what their opinions are, because there's some some things that we agree with that, you know, as far as the left talks about. And there's some things we agree with on the right. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It goes it can go either way. So yeah, there, there still is a good portion there. The swing states, you know, the, those are still in play. And if the media and the big tech starts manipulating these search results, um, continues with the biasness. And uh, it's just, I don't know if we're becoming immune to it, kind of like uh, bacteria and antiviral, you know, the antibacterials and whatnot, you know, how they build up a resistance to it over time, if you overuse it. I'm wondering if it's something like that is going to happen here to where people are just getting so tired of how divided everything's become, how, I mean, like our generation, for example, the younger generation, we're, we're tired of ads. We, we go on and watch streaming stuff, right? It, ads don't work and we're getting sick of them. Well, it's kind of the same idea. We're, we're getting sick of all this political nonsense and it doesn't do anybody any good. So I don't know. I, I honestly, are they using too much of it and we're just not going to be affected? Is it going to be effective? Is the country so divided now that this is just going to be the trend? I I don't know. I don't like advertising either. I mean, this is why we have the ad blocker. I consulted the two of you for a good ad blocker, didn't I? I, I don't like uh, advertising. I, I don't like any of this stuff. It's, it's, it's really annoying. And political advertising is even worse, right? I can think for myself. I don't need an ad to tell me which way to think. Right. I've never needed that. But these political ads are are just hilarious sometimes of how simplistic and childish they are. 
in a lot of respects. I, I get so sick of this stuff. I, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of the no common sense. I'm tired of, I just, uh, I'm ready for a politician that, I'm uh, not even a politician. I just want some people in there that can think, okay? And, and not be bureaucrats and not be politicians. I'm sick of that political talk. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just I'm tired of that political talk. When I got somebody up there that's giving it to me, like the, the whole the whole political talk and they talk around mm-hmm. situations, just tell me, okay? Just give it to me straight. Stop beating around the bush and just give it to me. That's where I'm at with it. And so I, I'm I'm so tired of it. That, you know, that was one thing about Obama. Right? He was a smooth talker, right? He was the smoothest salesman that I've ever seen. Okay, next to possibly Al Gore. Okay, I mean he was Obama <laughs> yeah. was good. He was good. He was Obama, good. No, Obama was, good, was good, but Al Gore? Obama was good. What was it? Yeah, Al Gore. Of course he is. Al Gore's like that guy. He was a bad car salesman. Al Gore was right. He he's the yeah, guy you roll up on when he was listening to him. You didn't feel that way with Obama. Well, no, you didn't feel that way. But with Obama, it was just like I mean I knew he was giving me a line of bull, but he he sounded good doing it. Right. I mean, that that was Obama. Same thing with Bill Clinton. Right. Bill Clinton could talk some. BS, oh, Bill. Yeah. Bill. But could, man. Oh, yeah. man. Did he sell it good? You know, I'm full of I'm full of BS. And how do you like that? Well, people. Well, OK, at least he's honest. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just Bill. But uh, Obama, what was it you said about Obama when he if, if he was given a speech during the uh, the whole coronavirus thing, if it, would, if it had been him instead of Trump, it would have been uh, we've got some people. That are on it, and these people know what they're doing, and yes. because these people be know what they're simple, doing, yeah. we've got the right people <laughs> that are going to be doing this with these people. So this and is what the steps we're going to take, and everything's going to be fine, and we're going to move forward with it. And then what'd you say? The steel drums and the hula skirts and the margaritas would have started playing or something? I, I don't. <laughs> no, something, that was at my like house. That. I was saying that, that was at your house. Okay. That would have been happening at my house while he was doing the speech. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Anything else uh, you guys would like to discuss? GP, I'm sorry you came in late today. Uh, we had a we had a okay. really good had a really good start. I've been I've been running. You sound like it. <laughs> it says mm-hmm. I was expecting. I'm tired. Like, I'm oh, tired I'm of the, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. It's shocking okay. how tired you get driving 500 yes. and something miles. Yes, that does take a lot out of you. Okay. All right. Bruce, you all good? You got anything else you want to cover today? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised you guys said that Obama was so slick and everything. I, my stomach turned every time I heard him. Okay, speak, he was. Yeah, okay, all me. right. He was slick. I, I mean, I didn't believe a word the guy said ever. Okay, he, he was slick, but he he delivered it to an unsuspecting populace. Right. That's what he did. When I say he's a slick talker. Yeah, but see, fair. yeah, when, when these politicians come along. Yeah, when, when these politicians come along. I mean, if you know the agenda that they're pushing. I don't care how good you lay it on. I'm going to be able to see through that. And Obama was that guy. I knew precisely what that guy was selling. Okay. And I, I wasn't buying any of it, but I knew what he was selling and he was good at selling it to the average person. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I really was just being sarcastic in that. Now, more or less, you know, I think I've said this before. I don't, re- I don't recall if it was off recording or on, but when Trump was talking about here, what was it? A few years ago, he was saying, the media is like the worst enemy of America right now. The American people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At the time, I was like, "Man, that's oof, that's harsh to say." Yeah, the media, the media has their problems and everything, and uh, you know, I, I can't really jump on board with that. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> You're uh, on board I'm now. On yeah, board. Okay. The media is. Uh, yeah, I, they're, I, uh, they they yeah. are scum. They are scum. But anyway, yeah, like you said, Bruce, what is it? They're supposed to be on our side, and. Clearly, they're not. So we're going to have to jump out of here. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, GP, for being in here today. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening. Because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence. And together, we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 